Welcome to Season 3 of the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. We start off 2022 on a serious and important note as we address veteran suicide. Numbers are quoted, 22, 20, 19 a day, but numbers aren't the focus of this four-part series because even one veteran suicide is too many. This week, our host and guest explore solutions, tools that have helped them keep one veteran or many from taking their own life. American Legion members, posts, and service officers are heroes on this front. Please share these episodes, these success stories with veterans and families, especially those who may be at risk. This is a special series of the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tango Alpha Lima during Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, I'm Jeff Daly and I'm here with Ashley. How are things in DC? Things are rather calm, okay. rather calm. Very That's peaceful, a little chilly is what it is. It's fall weather in, on the East Coast, which is amazing. All right, well, today is the second episode in our mini series on veteran suicide. Our guest today is from the Department of California. He's, he's an Air Force veteran, Jeffrey Freeman. He's a member of the Clinton McCausland American Legion Post 190 in Ripon, California. And he's also the California District 11 adjutant. Uh, Jeffrey credits the American Legion for saving his life nearly a decade ago and wants to share his story in hopes of helping other veterans who may need support. We will be back with Jeffrey Freeman and his story after this break. The American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, Jeffrey Freeman, we have just introduced you and now we all see you. We so appreciate you being here. I hope you're having a great day today. Yes, I am, Jeff, thanks. All right, and um, we are gonna start out because you have, a, you have a compelling story. We're gonna do this in two sections. Uh, I'd li love for you to tell uh, the story of why you thought it was important for you to be here today. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, about nine years ago, uh, I was diagnosed by doctors with, um, you know, on top of having back problems from my time in service, being thrown through a plate glass window. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, a condition called fibromyalgia, which does not allow me to work anymore. They said it uh, condition uh, makes my entire body in pain. I couldn't even sleep at night with a sheet on me. It might hurt me. It would hurt my body, the sheet. Um, at the time, they told me that uh, I spent my entire life, you know, from age about 14 working, and uh, most of it preparing to try to be in law enforcement. Uh, I've taken care of my family, my wife, my son, and everything, paid the bills, and then I've been told I can't work anymore. Um, I was, uh, because of the condition I was in, uh, in pain all the time on, uh, heavy pain medications and others. And, um, it was getting an hour, hour and a half of sleep, for, uh, every 24 hours. So I was majorly sleep deprived. Um, 
during this time period, I still wanted to work. My wife, my son, my parents were adamant that I couldn't work anymore because the doctor said I couldn't. Uh, had a lot of fights with my wife about it over the time period. Um, one day we had a, another fight about it where I wanted to work and she insisted I could not because it would affect my disability payments and so forth, or being able to get to disability payments. And uh, I walked out of the house and um, started walking down the country road that I live on. I live out in the, in the country. And I was trying to figure out what, can we, what, how am I going to be able to then take care of my family? This is not in my DNA not to. Um, how am I going to help pay the bills? Um, my son at the time was a sophomore in college. We were trying to pay for his college for him so he wouldn't be stuck with bills uh, out of college. And um, not being in my right mind, I uh, happened to notice a big rig coming down the road. And I thought at the time, hey, I've got $50,000 in life insurance. That'll finish my son's college. That'll take care of the bills that we have outstanding. And my, fa my family will be taken care of. And uh, as the truck came closer, I got right up against the road. And when I knew it was getting close enough, I closed my eyes and stepped in the middle of the road. And to this day, I have no idea how that truck missed me. It's wind blew me off the road and onto the side of the road into the ground. And, um, and I had saved by the grace of God. He said, no, I've got something else for you and pushed me aside. That's all I can say. You know, I, uh, I have no idea how he missed me. I then uh, gathered my composure and um, had a thought of reality at the time and walked back to the house, went inside, got my car keys, walked out of the house, drove myself to the nearby hospital, and had myself declared 5150, uh, which is a mentally a mental um, evaluation, and told them that I tried committing suicide. And from there on out, um, I was being taken care of by doctors. Wow. Um, Ashley, you have the, the first question. Absolutely. Wow, that's, that's an incredibly heavy, and I appreciate you sharing that story with us. I, I think for, for myself and folks out there, it's, it's, it's resonating, and it's, it's a tough conversation to just have out loud. And I want to ask you, you know, as you, you know, went and checked yourself in and had initial conversations with your family, um, how, how were, how was it received? Um, how, or was your family able to, to support you in this time? Um, initially at first, no, no, I, uh, my father, who is a, uh, uh, 30 year police officer, uh, he wanted to pretend like it never happened. And uh, it took a couple of years before he actually admitted, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, him and I actually would talk about it. Uh, to this day, uh, like he's dying right now from cancer, and I want his service weapon and his badge because I grew up my entire life with him as a police officer. 
Uh, I went to police academy myself, but couldn't go into law enforcement because of my back injury from the Air Force. Um, he, I, he won't let me have his service weapon because I had my suicide attempt. He's going to sell it on eBay or something, which has caused more friction between me and him. Uh, but um, my wife, uh, my son never knew about it until recently. We kept it from him. Um, he was in college in Reno at the time. He didn't know anything about it. Uh, we kept it from him until a couple of years ago. Uh, then I sat down, I talked to him about it and he's been, was hundred percent supportive. You know, him and I have had a very close relationship forever and he was uh, very supportive of it. And of course, happy that I'm still here. Uh, my wife at first for the first uh, year or so, uh, I had problems with her in denial that I had attempted the suicide. Um, I had a, a phase there with her also that, which was caused me a lot of problems where <clears throat> my fibromyalgia can cause what they call fibrofog, uh, where I don't think straight at times. And it's when I have a, a flare up and I can get upset. And, and when I get upset, I get loud and, um, she'll start calling me at that time, a nut, crazy person, you know, things like that, which were very hurtful at the time. Uh, that's why it's taken so long for me to come out. It took nine years for me to finally come out with the story because my wife has finally come uh, with it also and understands everything and all those hurtful things that she did at first, she doesn't do anymore. And she has apologized many a times to me about it. But uh, at first, uh, my family really, really wasn't there for me. No. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, and, you know, what's that, what's that sage saying? Um, time heals all wounds, but, you know, when it comes to relationships and folks that you have to have conversations with every day, it can be very, can be very difficult to navigate that space. And I'm happy to hear that, you know, you've been able to communicate, you know, with your, with your father, with your, with your son. I'm happy to hear he is incredibly supportive and that your wife has finally, you know, come to terms with everything that has happened. And there's a, you know, suicide just doesn't affect one person. It affects the entire family. And the attempt is, is, uh, it's, it's, I'll toss it back over to Jeff. I, I don't know the date on that, uh, but I, I, I am personally uh, appreciative that that day was 21 and not 22, uh, because you do a lot for uh, California. We're going to talk about your Legion stuff after the break, but I don't want to, I don't want to force you to relive all this, but there seemed like there were a lot of ingredients. Um, in, in causing this, the the physical pain that you want, you wish you could make go away, the the financial distress that you wish you could make go away, the removal of what you deemed as your most important purpose in uh, taking care of your family, that you wished you could make that negative feeling go away. Uh, do you was it a combination of the things, or was one thing more important and did going to the when you went to the hospital 
did were you given do they just watch you or do they give you any coping mechanisms or, or things moving forward yeah the for me the one thing you know i i had been living with pain since i got out of the air force since i had my i had a back injury in the air force i've been living with back pain and those type of problems for decades uh the pain from the fibromyalgia at times was great, but I was living with it for seven years before they finally diagnosed it. Because uh, they it's just a something that's undiagnosable. Um, so those things weren't the major contributing factor. The major contributing factor to me was the not being able to provide for my family. Um, like I said, it's not in my DNA. I've been working since 14. I bought my own car at 16. Uh, my mother, when she was dying from cancer, I was taking her to her doctor's appointments and stuff like that. It's just, it's just not the way I was raised and it's not, it just was very difficult for me to, to deal with not being able to provide for my family. Uh, they all said, well, I live on two acres doing the yard work and all that's providing for the family. Well, to me, that wasn't providing for the family because I wasn't bringing home a paycheck to help pay the bills and so forth. So that was the major contributing factor for me at the time because it just wasn't my in, in my nature not to be working and paying the bills for my family. Well, good. I mean, well, that's good to hear. I mean, that's not good to hear. What, what I want to get want to get to before we leave this section is do do those notions of, of what your preconceived idea was of what your role is, right, for your family, uh, has that gotten, has that altered or evolved in a way so that it's not as big of an issue anymore? Yes, it has, Jeff. Um, through the, uh, when I checked myself in, they naturally immediately had me, you know, meeting with the psychologist. And, uh, and through uh, counseling with them over the years and uh, understanding, you know, more of my purpose. And, um, and they, they de definitely say that it's, it's a, my thoughts are, are true and accurate, you know, in, in that way, but they help me figure out other ways uh, that I am supporting the family and taking care of things and so forth. And it, it took some time uh, for me to change my mindset, but I have in time changed my mindset and I do realize you know, what I, uh, what I contribute now uh, to my family and, and to the Legion. And I think we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that purpose and your uh, relationship with the American Legion specifically after this break. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, we are back here with Jeffrey Freeman out of California, my home department. And I've heard you say a couple of times that you credit the American Legion with saving your life. Uh, would you mind uh, sharing that part of your story? Yes, happy to, Jeff. Um, 
while I was going through the counseling and stuff and so forth, about a month after my attempt, uh, I received a card from National to join the American Legion. Uh, at the time, I didn't think I was eligible to join the American Legion. I never really checked into it. I just didn't think, I thought you had to be wartime to join. Uh, when I looked at the dates, I saw that uh, the dates that were listed, I did serve in, in, you know, I served in the Lebanon Grenada era. So um, I, at the time they were telling me I need to find something, you know, to occupy my time is what the counselor would tell me. And I was trying to think what I could do. And I signed up, joined the American Legion. Uh, shortly after I signed up, um, I uh, found a post in the city next to mine in Escalon, and I joined that post. Um, at first, it was it was giving me something to do. You know, they were they were they were a smaller post. They really didn't do a whole lot of community service at that post and so forth. But the the number one thing they uh, did was honor guard performance. Uh, so I uh, actually became an assistant chaplain for the honor guard. When the major chaplain could not attend, I would take over as the, the chaplain of the honor guard. And uh, that gave me something to do. When I, when I would attend some of these, you know, these uh, ceremonies, uh, it, uh, it moved me. It, it gave me more, more meaning, more understanding of what the Legion does and how important our, our, uh, what we do for veterans is in the American Legion. Um, I, that post, because all they did was honor guard, I wanted to do more. So I moved to uh, the post I'm at right now. Actually, actually I, between then I became a district commander. So I was able to visit all the posts in my district. And I found Ripon Post 190 uh, in Ripon. And uh, it actually suited me beautifully because it's 90% cops. And that's what I've done my entire life. I was law enforcement in the Air Force. My father, 30 years. My grandfather, 25 years in law enforcement. Uh, I had already gone through the police academy, but then got told I couldn't become a police officer because of my back injury. So it was it was perfect fit for me. So I became a member of Post 190. And uh, that post is very active. Um, since then, I've, like I said, I've been district commander. Um, I'm going to be area three vice commander next year. Um, I do several programs in the department of California right now. And, uh, and it has given me a purpose, given me a meaning, you know, um, I, I the, the helping of the veterans, especially in our, uh, veteran service officer, uh, areas is I find the most awarding thing that I can do. And it gives me a, um, purpose of uh, something to do with my life. Ashley, you are up. Up. So you get involved with the with post 190. Um, you, you've already have some experience with the honor guard. What was in what is maybe your still like your favorite program with the American Legion, like something that you kind of grabbed onto that kind of like your baby, you know, like I know different posts have, you know, um, they have different uh, pillars that they, you know, spend more time on or a different program like Boy State, Girl State. Um, but what was that? What was that program for you? Like, 
what was the thing that that hooked you at, at post 190? Um, at the post, we there's two things that that that, that uh, I put my soul 100% effort into. Um, the first one at post 190, we got a $175,000 grant from the county, and we have purchased a uh, a nine passenger van equipped with uh, wheelchair access. And we are giving uh, veterans who do not have transportation, transportation to doctor's appointments, grocery stores, uh, we'll take them to the casinos, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's the post um, is 100% volunteer drivers and everything on, from the post. And um, we've got that, just started that functioning that uh, a couple months ago, and it's working quite well for us. Um, that's in the post level. Um, I got involved in a department program that is my my baby. I'm actually the ch the chairman of the of this particular program, and that's our Helmets for Heroes program. It's a it's a little piggy bank that we put in grocery stores to get the public to uh, to give money for our Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation Fund to help uh, fund our VSO program. And that has become my, my, my baby in the department. Uh, I run the entire thing. I'm revamping it right now. Uh, I'm hoping to bring it from the $50,000 a year it makes right now to maybe by the end of next year, uh, hopefully around $200,000, $250,000. So that's, that's my baby. And the, the VSO program, is the thing that I I have the most uh, interest in 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 the department helping the veterans that way. That's amazing. What was that program called again? You said it's, it's called Helmets for Heroes. Helmets for Heroes, and it's essentially a coin drop. So you yes. just okay, very cool. That's super neat. I think I've heard something. I think it's made its way over to somebody over here, Department of Virginia, because I have definitely heard about this coin drop. So yes, they recently working. reached. They recently reached out to me, and I gave them all the information for them to purchase helmets from us. They, they I know they want to run the program there. Yeah, it's small world, small world, huh? Legion world. <laughs> yes. Very nice. All right, Jeff. Uh, now you know because. You've, uh, you've seen me doing the membership stump. And one of the things that's recent that I uh, have stumbled upon as a consistent statement is that camaraderie and having people's six, I, I tell people I also want my, my 12, three and nine covered as well. Don't let anybody flank me or get out right up on me in my face. But that though, that is the, that is the benefit of membership that we don't really pitch enough. And because, and I ask, I ask people in the room, do you believe the American Legion is an important uh, contributor in your community? Everybody nods their head yes. Do you believe that the American Legion enriches the life of its veteran members? Everybody says yes. So then I say, if you believe both of those things, then if you're not, if you're not singing the praises of the American Legion everywhere you go, you're doing a disservice, a tragic and gross disservice to both your community and the veteran. And when you get that agreement, it saves lives. If you didn't get that postcard in the mail, 
I might not be talking to you today. And when we talk about purpose, you found a purpose and he's underselling himself a little bit here and I'm not at a question yet, but I think this needs to be said. He doesn't just, he doesn't just distribute helmets with a hole in the top for, for coins. And also, we also like to say it takes money that folds as well. Uh, he doesn't just do that. He builds these pedestals and incorporates them in booth builds so that when we're out there facing the public, it's not a helmet on a table, it's a helmet on a pedestal that you can easily, you don't have to bend down, pick it up, have somebody hand it to you, or you can walk by and you can put it in and you develop these. And for somebody who doesn't, for somebody who can't do traditional work, he does a lot of work in this program. And I would, I would say, that uh, for you not thinking you're, you, at some one point, you didn't think you're providing for your family, you're now providing for two. You have your biological family and you have your legion family and you are doing it and it's, uh, and it's amazing. So I do have to get to a question because that's my job. The rest of that is just me being me. So, <laughs> while you're doing while you're doing these things it has it ha, it did you find this ultimate purpose that's been missing since the military and and filling that hole that you thought was in your family and 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 how how does that motivate you to do all of the stuff that you're doing Uh, thanks for talking about my, my stands I make. I appreciate that, Jeff. Uh, um, yeah. Um, when I joined the Legion and I learned more and more about it and I started talking with members of the Legion and we would talk about our time in service or what we have done in service our, uh, to our country. Um, is like you said, it became it became my my second family, one hundred percent. I would do anything for any member of the American Legion or any veteran who needs help. It's just now because what I learned in my time in the Legion by talking to the other members and so forth, it uh, it's empowered me. I mean, at times I still overwork when I'm building these stands. Uh, and I pay the price for it for a couple of days, maybe even one day, not even be able to get out of bed because of the fibromyalgia. And that's why I can't work full time anymore because, um, but I'm willing to, to take that, that pain to help my fellow veterans and, and the Legion itself. So that's how I uh, have found my purpose, and I will always put that type of effort. It's the type of effort I put in before the American Legion into my work. I had my own businesses. Uh, I was an entrepreneur. I had a roofing company for 20 years. Before, after that, I had I made custom furniture uh, out of my shop, and um, so I've always put the effort into whatever I've done. Um, so the Legion in a way has, is going to, is truly benefiting from me because I, when I take on a project, as you well know, I give a hundred percent 
into that project, 110%. Um, so that's why I say that the Legion, and I credit the American Legion for saving my life, because if that card had not come at the time that it did, and I did not join at the time that I did, I don't know if I would have found a purpose uh, with my life. And for all I know, I may have attempted suicide a second time. Uh, so uh, that is exactly why I say the American Legion saved my life and I credit the American Legion for it. And I would do everything I can for the American Legion for that, for saving my life and giving me that honor. And uh, we appreciate your, we really do. Uh, I know the Department of California does. And now the, the, the booming audience of Tango Alpha Lima. Now we can all appreciate, uh, as Ashley often likes to say, your second service. I, I always say, I call it a continuation of your continued service. And uh, we all really appreciate you and um, super glad that you're here. And I mean that on levels. I mean that on the show and I mean that on this earth. So thank you so much for that. And uh, for the rest of you, we will be back after another quick break. Looking for a year in tax break? Want to get rid of an old car without any hassles? The American Legion Vehicle Donation Program is your solution. Visit legion.careasy.org today or call 844-4LEGION. That's 844-453-4466. All you need to do is sign up and we take care of the rest, right down to the receipt for your tax break. Okay, Ashley, what did, uh, that was, uh, that was, that was impactful. Uh, do you have any takeaways? So uh, I think my biggest takeaway, and I think the thing that resonates with me as, as a service member, as a veteran, and as a legionnaire is I too really looked and found, I, I too went through a really rough time. And uh, Jeff and I share a, a common link that the legion really saved us. So that really hit home for me. It reminded me how grateful I am for the camaraderie that the American Legion has provided me over the years. And, and in Jeff's, you know, in his own testimony, it's, it's powerful. And when you find that, that second service, that, that passion and a new mission, it, it really will, it really does something to a person. So I'm just really happy that he was able to share his story with us. And I know that it's going to help others and be a page out of their survival guide and to check out their legion. That's the call to action here. Check out your legion. What can the legion do for you? That camaraderie, that program, something, there's something for everybody in the family. So that was my takeaway. Yeah, my, my takeaway really is uh, the work that wouldn't be done if people like uh, Jeffrey Freeman weren't here uh, because he's doing so much. Now, I, I, I did not have, I, I don't have a really uh, dramatic story, but I will say that when I got out, I, I didn't really affiliate or associate with the veteran status at all. I didn't do that in college. I didn't uh, do that in my time in Chicago or for uh, the beginning of my time in Los Angeles. And I will say that even 
I, I, I can't say the Legion saved my life because that would be, that would be dis, uh, disingenuine, especially to those who it actually did. But I will say that it enriched my life. Um, I would probably half of my close friends are Legionnaires or in the Legion family, all of the sons and auxiliary as well. So I, I, I just, I like your call to action. I would say that uh, check out the American Legion. We're doing things and I, think that this is the perfect time for that new that new slogan the new mantra veterans strengthening america because the, the stronger we are as people who have service in our dna the stronger our communities state and nation will be and uh jeffrey freeman out of post 190 in ripon california is a perfect example of that and with that let's just say that like this spring, the American Legion will launch a new initiative to create awareness about veteran suicide and expand programs that provide assistance to those in need. Keep watching legion.org for news of the launch of this program. Ashley. Right, well, that being said, in the meantime, there are a few things that everyone can do to help those in need. So one, do a buddy check, call, text, and drop, a, drop in and check on a veteran that you know to make sure that they're doing well and to help them feel less alone. Two, know the warning signs. Understand when a veteran needs assistance and be knowledgeable about resources available in your community so you can direct them to the help that they need. So in addition, you know, find for immediate assistance, when you do see a veteran in crisis, direct them to the Veterans Crisis Line for help at one 800 273-8255, press one. You can also text 838-255 to get help immediately. And three, finally, donate to the American Legion. Your tax deductible donations help us build new programs and provide support through service officers across the country. You can go to legion.org backslash give. All right, and also remember to subscribe to us, Tango Alpha Lima on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you consume podcasts. And while you're there, please review and rate us. And how many stars do we want? Five stars, Jeff. Five stars. Ashley and I agree. If you want to send us feedback, you can comment on YouTube or Facebook, or you can send us email at tangoalphalima at legion.org. Until next time, this is Jeff and Ashley. Bye.